Do you know what we're doing? Where you can get news about the Jamaican culture and just learn about how Jamaicans are doing as a yard and abroad. You get to learn a new Jamaican Patwa word or even a Jamaican phrase. I look forward to the Patwa word of the day. The Patwa word is Pasa Pasa. Word today is Taco Ram. Our word of the day is Duffy. Wang. No like a, no like a twang, not true. I enjoy tuning in to what a go. It happens every Friday, 7 p.m. So check them out. And bye from Toronto. Dodds, Quebec, it's La Jamaica. Écoute, what a Yes, I, what a I am a big fan of Wataguan. Relevant and entertaining, so keep up the good work. Watch Wataguan. Big up yourself, Wataguan. Wataguan. Yes, I. Wataguan. Watch Wataguan. Well, hello, hello, and hello. Welcome back to another Friday. So it's water going time. And you know, at this time, what you need to do is time to send a text, call your friend, shout out over the wall. Time to make everybody know that water going is on. And your girl from Bunga Town is back and in live and in living color. So welcome. It's Friday. Yay! And it's water going time. We want to give a special shout out to those listening to us on Fresh FM Radio in London. And to also let you know that Water Gone is also available on as a podcast on Podbeam, Google, Amazon, iHeart, Player FM, and other major podcasts podcasting platforms. You can connect with any of these through our website at www.wataguan.ca. And we are still in the month of June, just only a week to it ending and it's Christmas. We continue to grow and it seems like we're moving so fast, right? So just one more week left in June and, and that's it. But there's always a need for money and some strive for wealth. Where are you in your quest? What is your financial well-being? Today we take on the topic with financial advisor and educator, Dermain Whitaker. So stay tuned for that because that is going to be coming up in Time to Reason. We are now at my favorite part of the show. It's Patwa time. And in this time, we learn... And we share a word or a phrase from our beautiful home, Jamaica. And today we will be talking about a phrase. And that phrase is Maga Ko Abul Muma. I'm inviting you all, you know, in order to make this thing lively and entertaining, you have to do something. And what is that thing? You have to comment. So I want to encourage you to write your understanding of what this parable mean in the comment section down below, right? So the phrase this week is Maga Kau 
a bulumuma. And I won't tell you the meaning until after. So I need you to tell me what you think this means, all right? So just keep the conversation going and do that through the comment. Last week was fun and inspiring. We spoke to fathers and the two fathers that were on the show was Omar and Shevon. They joined the program and they shared about their journeys as fathers. They were open to sharing their emotions and some good points about how they saw themselves within their families and the lives of their children. Some of the big takeaway, well, one of the big takeaway was that fathers have a critical role to play in the lives of their children, and it is something our men are encouraged to embrace. We love it when you engage with us through your comments. So keep them coming, you know, just share, 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 right? If you missed an episode, please check it out on the replay on our Facebook or YouTube. So you find that um, at, <laughs> sorry, or on our website, sorry, at www.wataguan.ca. So either on our website, YouTube or Facebook. I'm also encouraging you to follow all of these things on different social media platforms. That's where you keep up to date on what is going on with Wataguan National. So Facebook, Instagram, YouTube, LinkedIn, or the website. And each week I have to remind you that Guan is two A's, all right? And let us now share some things that is happening across Canada. So in Montreal, the Collective Kitchen Project and the Jamaican Association of Montreal presents free family cooking classes. Join them every other Monday at JCA 4065 Jean Talon West at 5.30 to 7.30 p.m. to learn and create new recipes. To register or for more information, email jamfootstepprogram at gmail.com or call 514-737-8229. The next session will be on Monday, June 20th, 26th. In Toronto, plan to attend the JCA Summer Family Fest picnic on Sunday, July 9th at the Kingsbridge Park in Niagara Falls. It is $55 for adults, $25 for children under 12, and members of the JCA get $5 off. Prices include transportation, park fees, and refreshment. Book your seats by June 24th for this fun family event. For more information, go to www.jcaontario.org or call 416-746-4956. That's 416-746-4956. Do so to reserve your spots today. In Calgary, the Jamaican Canadian Association is hosting their annual Grabangalang on Saturday, July 8th. Get real Jamaican cuisine, including jerk chicken, fish, ackee, salt fish, plus curry chickpeas for vegetarians and soup. Order online at www.jcaalberta.com by July 5th. Pickup will be at the JCA building between 3 p.m., and 7 p.m. on July 8th. Make it a date and short order today. Also in Calgary, the planning for Carifest 2023 has started and the first of many activities has been planned. 
Join the revelers at the container on July 5th for the band launch. The action will start at 5 p.m. at 1020 2nd Avenue, Northwest Calgary. Start planning your band and join the action. For more information, go to www.carifestcalgary.com. Now a little bit of news from Yad. The GG proclaims today, June 23, National Day of Mourning for Children. Friday, June 23rd has been proclaimed a National Day of Mourning for Jamaica's Children. Governor General His Excellency, the Most Honorable Sir Patrick Allen, read a proclamation during a ceremony at King's House on Wednesday, June 21st, declaring the day that will serve to mourn the loss of Jamaica's children who have been killed and support those suffering abuse. Prime Minister, the Most Honorable Andrew Holness, added the officials attending the event. In his remarks, the Governor General said the proclamation was more than a campaign, noting that it is a pledge to protect, care, and love the innocence that makes our homes wholesome. Now, it's time for my next favorite part of Watagua National, and that is a time to reason, and that will be happening with none other than the big man himself. So stay back, grab some crackers and lick a chocolate tea, because it's now time for all a lick a reason. Thanks, thanks for All right. Uh, no, that's okay. That's the goal. Yes, sir. <laughs> yes, sir. <laughs> what are you doing? There. I am here. I, I must acknowledge uh, that you are aware of the National Day of Mourning for Our Children in Jamaica, which yeah. is the reason why we are in Black Folks, yes. uh, to, to acknowledge uh, some of the you know, tragic things that are happening, but also to, to call attention to it, right? Yeah. So uh, some of the stories have been really sad, but you know, I will have to stay hopeful. Definitely. Keep plowing ahead. Yep. Uh, today we're going to be hopeful because today is a, is a conversation about financial well-being and money. I hope, hopefully it doesn't make you sad. <laughs> I hope so too. Because we have, a, we have a, lot, a lot of good things to reason about. Yeah, right? man. So go and do some reason and then we'll come back and talk a little more. Right? Oh, yeah, man. Cool. Have a good reason. All right. 
Uh, so greetings again, folks. Welcome to another Time to Reason here on Watagwan National. And today we're going to talk about financial well-being. How do you achieve that and how do you create financial wealth? And it's a pleasure to have Dermain Whitaker join us to, to have this conversation. Dermain is a, is a young man out of Montego Bay, Jamaica, who spent some time at, uh, where did he go? Anchovy Comprehensive High School and the VTDI. He was also a teacher in Jamaica for a while. So he was at the City College and Claude McKay High. He now makes Edmonton, Alberta his home, where he's there with his wife and two children. He's been in the financial services business uh, since 2020. But prior to that, he spent some time at, at NAIT, the Northern Alberta Institute of Technology, where he did a couple of degrees, uh, which he used for a little while. I suppose he's still using, but no, he's a financial advisor and educator. It's my absolute pleasure to have Dermian join us today to discuss this important topic. Uh, Dermian, welcome to A Time to Reason. How are you doing? Yes, uh, I'm doing well. Thank you so much um, for having me. It's a pleasure uh, to you know, be on this platform and to share with your, uh, your viewers as well. Awesome, awesome. Thank, thank, thanks for joining. I want to jump right in and because we have a lot to talk about. When we talk about money, there's so much that we can talk about. Yeah, that's true. Yes. But, but maybe maybe it might be useful to start off with definition. Yes. Uh, let's start off by giving your definition of financial well-being. What, what does that mean to you? And what do you want the viewers to consider it to be? Yes. Um, so you asked for my definition. And of course, um, it's it's important to clarify that that that's my definition, right? I'm pretty <laughs> sure there are going to be some persons who can also, um, you know, who may agree with my definition. Uh, but it's important that uh, we 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 know that financial well-being does not mean the same thing for everyone. Uh, generally speaking, how I look at it is basically being at a point, um, you know, in your in your life journey where money is no longer a deciding factor. In, ter- in the in the quality of your life experiences, mm-hmm. right? Okay. That that is what I consider to be, uh, you know, uh, you know, to have a good state of, of financial well well being. So your final your financial well off when somebody asks you the question and says, "If money is not a factor, yes, what would you do?" Right? That's correct. That's correct. So with that, as as the the the, the, the call it the foundation, then. What would you say are some of the fundamentals to achieving financial well-being? Uh, yeah, this is it's this is a huge question, right? Um, I'm pretty sure there's a lot of different ways to approach, um, you know, financial well-being, and some people may say, you know, use the term financial uh, freedom. Uh, but uh, there are a couple of things that I would like to note um, that I deem to be very, very important and very critical in the process. And one of those things is really having a financial vision for your life and for mm-hmm. your future. Um, you know, you know, the, the Bible says that without vision, the people perish, right? Um, and so we need to have a financial vision, have some financial clarity about, you know, what it is that you desire to achieve. Um, some other funda- um, fundamentals is also, you know, setting goals, right? Um, have a have a plan of action. So set goals, but also have a plan of action. Um, you know, when do you want to be financially free or financially independent, or be or are to acquire that state of financial well-being? You know, um, is that 
in your mid-30s? Do you want to be able to do that by 40, by 50, uh, by the time you retire? Whatever that target is, have some clarity uh, around that. And it's also important, uh, important to have a, you know, a consistent plan of work or plan of actions uh, towards achieving that particular objective, right? Yeah. Um, financially, I'm, I'm giving a lot of a lot here in terms of the fundamentals, but I think all of these are important. Financial uh, literacy and awareness is really, really important as well. Mm -hmm. uh, by acquiring that um, financial literacy and that financial knowledge, it's going to help you to clarify, you know, the possibilities and to clarify, you know, your action items. What are some of the things I can do, um, you know, to get closer to my goals, right? Okay. Um, so that will help you to assess your position uh, and 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 also determine appropriate plan of actions, as I said. Um, having financial discipline is key, key, guys. Right? <laughs> uh, you want to be uh, at a, a position of financial well-being, you need to be financially disciplined. Um, I work in the industry. I sit with clients, you know, on a regular basis, and I do not see a lot of financial discipline, unfortunately, um, in many, many aspects of, uh, of of what persons are actually doing. Yet they want to become financially free. <laughs> Dermian, what do you mean by financial discipline? Yeah. So um, what I mean by financial discipline is um, so. Remember, one of the fundamentals I talk about is having a plan of action, mm -hmm. uh, you know, in terms of how you're going to get well. First, you need to have some, you know, goals, have some 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 mm -hmm. vision. Um, and then but you, you also need to have a plan of action. How am I going to achieve this? Now, after you establish that, you, you also need to have some discipline in sticking to that plan. Right. Yeah. For example, you know, um, let's say, you know, you have a goal of, you know, purchasing your home in the next uh, in the next uh, two years. So now you are, you know, you, you need to be saving, you know, to ensure that you have your deposits, your closing fees and everything prepared. And a friend tells you, oh, yeah, I want to go to Jamaica, right, um, <laughs> this summer, right? Yeah. What do you do then, you know? Do you give in to the pressure of attending that trip yeah. and, and setting yourself back how many months? You know, sometimes that can turn years because, you know, you lose an opportunity and it may mm -hmm. take a while. So that's what I mean by financial discipline, not overspending, you know, um, having a budget, right? And kind of sticking to that as, as, as best as possible and yeah. working with a, a financial a professional, very, very important. Um, I find that a lot of people is trying to just figure things out on their own. It's like having a car and you're trying to be your own mechanic when you're as far as possible uh, <laughs> in that kind of competency. It's not a very yeah. good scenario a very good outcome yeah, so yeah, have a financial yeah. advisor and somebody that you can trust um to, for good counsel and 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 be willing to be coachable yeah. because sometimes you're going to ask you to do some things that probably that was not in your intention but just understand mm -hmm. we are working in your best favor right yeah and and there's a distinction that i want to call out between financial well-being and wealth creation so i soon come to the wealth creation because we're still at the basics here. Yes. Right? Of getting to a state, as you described earlier, where you feel that you have some financial independence around the quality of your life. So what do you see? Because you're out there, you're talking to clients and educating them all the time. What do you see as so much some of the biggest barriers or the biggest obstacles that people uh, are struggling to get over to get to this financial well-being? 
Yes, uh, one of the biggest hindrance um, to financial wealth for many people is is the issue of financial illiteracy, unfortunately. Mm -hmm. um, most people do not understand uh, money and finance. And, mm -hmm. you know, when they sit with a prof professional and you try to educate them in the moment, unfortunately, um, you know, it, it can be difficult for them to even grasp the concept that you're trying to teach them. And so I find in my experience so far that people who come with a level of apt um, you know, with some level of comp competency um, in terms of their knowledge about how money works, they are way easier to work with than somebody who has absolutely no knowledge at all. And so um, financial, you know, illiteracy is, is a big issue um, that I find. So we need to do, be doing a lot of work there. Um, having a poor understanding also of, you know, the, the various financial tools and strategies that can you know that you that you'll need to utilize in order to kind of build your financial strategy as well is 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 an issue, um, and I I think it's appropriate to mention an example. So um, some time ago I sat with a client. He has been with his company um, for uh, quite quite a, quite a few years. It was over fifteen years, and um, his company has a matching RSP program. Mm -hmm. So uh, sometimes in Canada, we call that uh, registered retirement savings plan. And mm -hmm. sometimes for short, we just say RSP, right? So it's the same thing, RRSP or RSP. And, and um, so he was telling me that uh, he didn't participate in this program. Again, this is a matching program. Somebody's That's giving true. you money for free, right? You work feet, but it's free. <laughs> I mean, you know what I mean? Like uh, it, it's, it's there yes. to be yeah, right. It worked for right. it. I agree with you. Mm -hmm. He worked for it. The provision is there, and he did not tap into that resource because somebody telling telling uh, told him that uh, you know RSPs are bad. Right. So, yeah. So, and that was the end of it. He never participated, and he would have missed out quite a huge chunk yeah. of money that could have gone towards you know his his um, his retirement, right? Yeah. His nest egg, because he he, he got his his. Uh, so this takes me to the next point. Yeah. People, please, I'm begging you. It's a Jamaican program. Take advice from qualified sources. Right? You know, <laughs> I'm glad you raised that now because one of the one of the things that I had here was how does your environment and culture affect some of these barriers and hurdles that you're talking about? Yes. So um <laughs> In, in terms of culture, um, I, I suppose, you know, growing up in Jamaica, um, we did not have a culture of financial literacy, mm -hmm. right? Um, my parents certainly didn't know anything about money. Um, all they knew was, you know, go to work, mm -hmm. uh, save a little bit for rainy day. That, that was basically the extent right. of the financial literacy that I got from my parents. Uh, going to primary school, we had we had, we, we, we had something called a, a shift club, where yeah. you you gave teacher a certain amount of money. I think it was like every Monday or every yeah. Friday. I can't remember which day it was. I think it was on Mondays. Partner culture. Yes, right. So yeah. <laughs> you have a culture of saving, but we we for a long time, uh, most of us, many of us, have not really have a culture of investing, mm -hmm. and so that. If you're not investing, your chances of getting wealth is next to nil. Yeah, and I, I soon come to that. 
uh, <laughs> you know, talk about the environment. You, you mentioned, you touched it a little bit earlier, of yes. where, where we get our advice. Right, right. So, um, you know, in terms of the environment, um, I don't know. Uh, you know, you know, we we tend to we tend a, a lot of people tend to get their advice from the wrong places. Again, one of the issues is that we don't necessarily have a culture of working with a financial professional. Right. So, you know, everything that the actions that people are taking, the decision making processes are not fueled by information that come from informed sources, right? Mm -hmm. A man just done with him bridging them, um, or you know, or with his friends, and you know, they throw throw out some ideas, they talk some stuff after having a couple of juice, and <laughs> somebody walk away with that financial yeah. idea and and go action it, right? Yeah. <laughs> so very very dangerous. Um, it has, I think, um, generational effects in terms yeah. of usually adverse effects. You know, um, you know, down the line as well. So we need to be doing a lot better where that is concerned. All right. You mentioned the word wealth earlier, uh, and you know, part of this discussion is about creating wealth, because just saving by itself is not creating wealth. But there's a ton of rich people out there, so there's no question that there's wealth in this world. There's right. wealth in Jamaica. Talk to us a little bit about wealth creation and some fundamentals that people really want to create wealth. Um, so fundamentals for people who want to create wealth. Eh? Yeah. Um, you know, well, you know, if you want to create wealth, what, there are certain things that we need to be doing. We need to be investing time and effort in financial education, right? Uh, you need to understand how money works, understand how the economy operates, uh, at least at to some degree. Not saying everybody needs to be an economist or be an expert, but mm -hmm. you should have some knowledge about how all these things work. Have some knowledge about some of the basic, you know, financial concepts and strategies and tools and resources that are available through you, um, you know, through not just your banking institutions, uh, but all the other financial institutions that, are, that is available out there. Um, <laughs> one of the things um, that, that I have come to understand by, you know, my experience in this industry is that there's an entire industry of financial services outside of banks, right? Um, so again, be educated, all right? Um, you know, people that have become successful, I, you know, based on my, um, again, my experience, um, they, are, they're, they are driven, you know, they are willing to do what it takes, um, you know, to achieve their goals and dreams. Um, they are not distracted. They're very focused on that. Um, and they're always seeking opportunities to, to extend themselves, to better themselves, to improve themselves. Um, a lot of people think wealthy people are greedy because they're always pursuing additional, um, you know, other, uh, new interest. But, but it's not so. They just want to be better. <laughs> you know what I mean? Um, and this is something that it took me a while to understand. And um, a one, one other very important um, a thing that I'll say about that is that, you know, you know people who are wealthy... They value their time. time. They value their time. You know, to a, to a great extent, they're not consumers. They are creators. Mm -hmm. Right? So, um, yeah. All right. Then there comes the question around generational wealth. And when you look at our culture, you know, it is, it is not uncommon for us to look over at other cultures and wonder why them do it and how them do it. Yes. What yes. what is it about generational wealth that seemingly many in our culture 
do not get and why haven't we seen more of it um i i um i want to think you know we we would have been af affected by by our past somewhat you know um you know, coming out of slavery and, um, you know, trying to assimilate, you know, Western society. Um, it has taken a while for a lot of people really to kind of come to terms, you know, with 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 what has happened and, and kind of get out of the, the mentality of, 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 of servitude, being in service to someone else, you know. Mm -hmm. um, you know, <laughs> it's, a, it, it's kind of crazy. So for a long time, um, you know, you know, I grew up in my whole soul and my, my dad was always seeking to, to, to work for somebody else. You know, I mean, at some point he was doing his little hustling and all of that, but it's always, it, it was never with a big vision of creating something right. substantial right. that could be passed on down the road. You know, sold ice cream, of course, cocoa bread and cheese, but that's not something that you can hand on hand down to your son, right? Mm. So even the concept though of generational wealth was never ever a thing. Yeah. You know, I mean, I meet with some of my clients today and we talk about some basic financial concepts and, you know, aspects surrounding protecting their families and ensuring that there's continuity in their legacy and their life work. Mm -hmm. And it, it blows my mind. Some people, they just, they, they don't grasp it. They're just, they think about life and wealth only in the time span of whatever their life will be. Yeah. I just need to have enough you know, um, to, to take care of myself and have, you know, some, some experiences that I desire. That's it. Whatever happens, happens. Yeah. And a lot of people have that kind of very, very limited mindset. And I think yeah. as a people, it kind of holds us back. Um, it, 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 uh, it definitely adds a lot to the perpetual cycle of poverty um, that we have seen um, in, in, in a lot of uh, communities back home and mm -hmm. even within some immigrant communities here in North America. Yeah. And you use the word mindset, Dermian, which I think is very, very appropriate because in many cases, it's not that there's a lack of money that has gone through the system no. and gone through these individuals. Yes. Right. Uh, so there was the, the ingredients to create wealth. Yes. But it never happened. Yes. <laughs> it's possibly what's happening between the ears and how we process. Right. Someone you know, think of the many people who have won the lottery, for example, who are broke and yes. go right back into poverty today. Yes. Right? So talk to us a little bit about mindset and what you have seen for those who have achieved financial wealth and well-being and how that mindset drives that outcome. Yeah. So, um, in, you know, in terms of mindset, uh, I think mindset is very, very critical in the um, in the process of, of, of generating um, you know, financial well-being, uh, but also creating, um, you know, generational wealth. Very, very critical. Um, with that said, we should probably define what 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 is mindset, right? right. As well, and um, you know, I believe mindset is really <clears throat> our underlying sets of belief systems. Um, you know, surrounding surrounding money. Um, you know, surrounding wealth creation. Yeah. You know. And I, I, I dare my viewers, um, our viewers, to ask uh, themselves, no, what, what are my core sets of belief surrounding money and finances? Yeah. Right? Uh, some people have given up already. Right? Yeah, money, money is the root of all evil. Some people think that money is, 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 
it, it, it is not worthy pursuing, you know? Yeah. Uh, so un unfortunately, um, you know, I think there's, there's, there's a lot of grounds to cover when it comes on to our mindset around money. We need mm -hmm. to understand that, um, you know, we, we, we have it in us to create wealth, uh, to create financial well-being. And at the end of the day, if I'm in a position, if you're in a position uh, where, you know, money is not a major de deciding factor in, in terms of whether or not you're able to support uh, another person, help them, you know, mm -hmm. school or help them with some medical cost or provide an opportunity for somebody that is seeking it. Um, then, you know, how much better could our, the quality of our lives be, right? And, and that's, a, that's an absolutely brilliant point about the quality of our lives, yes. right? And for anybody who is watching this, especially if you live or have to deal with anything in Jamaica, uh, I'll tell you a little story quickly. Many years ago, my grandmother, before she passed away, and she had no clue about financial education. Her education was minimal at the least. But she had some land in St. Elizabeth and they cut some trees off the land. Yes. And I remember she got 7,000 Jamaican dollars for the trees. And I remember she saying to me as a little youth, and she said, well, I'm going to get this amount of money. I'm never go broke again. <laughs> <laughs> right. Well, needless, needless to say, she did. That's a right. blow away yes. in no time. Yes. Right. Uh, because there's a concept called inflation, there's a concept called, you know, mm -hmm. interest rates and cost of living and all these things that are not necessarily equated uh, to it. So, right. again, understanding those fundamentals are key. So, Dormin, help us a little bit to, uh, to maybe put an equation together. Somebody watching this and they need to assess their financial health and well-being. Where do they start and what does that equation look like? Um, that's a very, very good question, um, Donovan. Uh, you know, so what does the equation look like? Um, it, it looks like, you know, first of all, we need to, we need to pay attention. Okay. <laughs> we need to pay attention. I, I have come to realize most people have no clue what's happening with their finances. Mm -hmm. Most people have no clue where they are financially. And no people have no idea where they're going financially. Mm -hmm. Right? It is crazy, but that is the truth. Yeah. Uh, many people have accounts at the bank. And I dare you, ask them, how much, what, what kind of returns are you getting on, on, on that tax-free savings account? They can't mm -hmm. tell you. Yeah, yeah. What is the interest rate on the credit card? They can't tell you. So we need to pay attention. Very, very important. Um, but also we need to become financially literate. So seek out opportunities really to, to learn, um, mm -hmm. you know, and to, to be educated. Um, work with a professional. Come on. You know, you might know a little thing or two, but I guarantee you that somebody is who in, who's working in the industry um, day in, day out, is going to be able to add some value to your portfolio. Mm -hmm. um, people that work with financial uh, professionals, um, and, and this, is a, this is a scientific study, and end up with four times the asset of people who don't. Yeah. At minimum. Right? Yeah. 
here, here's another one I want to throw in. There, there is the tendency to think that you have to be an entrepreneur in order to create wealth. Is, is that so? Uh, no, that, that is not necessarily true. You don't need to be an, an, an entrepreneur to create wealth. Um, all of us have the, uh, the ability to create wealth. Wealth creation is not beyond the common or the average person. Mm -hmm. um, you know, generating wealth, it takes intent. Um, it takes being very intentional about how you utilize the resources. When I talk mm -hmm. about your resources, your income, right? Um, you know, so if you start to pay attention, you know, to the numbers, how much am I spending towards this? You know, how much goes towards my car? How much am I putting towards my uh, my my overhead, my living expenses? Um, you know, and 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 am I putting away ten percent of my income every month, minimum, right? So we all can become wealthy if we start to pay attention. If we all pay attention and get educated, um, um, essentially, we all can be investors. Right. What do I mean, Donovan? Um, I have a job. I get paid X amount of, um, you know, X amount of dollars every 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 month. You know, how much of that are we are you putting away into an investment portfolio? Right. I don't know if if, if many people have heard of the concept of compound interest. Um, uh, it was Einstein. Who, he's I'm, I'm not sure if he's the one that originated this this quote, but he's known for it. He said. Um, compound interest is the eighth wonder of, of man, mankind, mm -hmm. right? Those who know it earns from it and mm -hmm. those who don't pays for it, right? <laughs> Many of us are paying dearly. I had a lecturer in college and he said, Dermain, <laughs> and he laughed. And he said, a lot of people think education is expensive, but if they do think education is expensive, try ignorance. That's that's true, right? So our ignorance has cost us. Uh, but we how how can we become wealthy? Start investing. You don't need yeah. to do a lot. A hundred dollars a month goes from your your earnings into uh you know uh, uh, an investment portfolio, and you do that consistently, and you add to it when you can, right? Focus on creating and not necessarily consuming, and you'll be surprised yeah. at the outcome that you can create. <laughs> you know there. I, I saw something the other day and I was talking to my 16-year-old about it because she has a little job. And I, and I was explaining to her why a lot of people stay on the poverty line mm -hmm. because they, they consume in order to fit. Yes, yes. Uh, and therefore, they keep doing it beyond their means. Yes. Uh, so let's, let's add this whole issue of the generational knowledge transfer how can one generation help the next generation, even if they didn't achieve what they want? How does this start and how do we get, especially the youngsters, understanding that, listen, we have to break some of this cycle? Yes. So, um, it, uh, so first of all, Donovan, that's a very good question. And it begins with awareness, okay? So mm -hmm. we need to be aware that there is a problem. Um, Coming into North America, I recognize it right off the bat. I saw myself as an immigrant here, and I'm like, oh, my goodness, I don't know about much about money and finances. I remember 
uh, you know, my wife and I, you know, we were, we started to work and, you know, we started accumulating some funds and, you know, we just had the money there sitting in the bank account. And, you know, I had a hunch, I'm like, no, this can't be right. We need to be doing better, right? Mm -hmm. and, and stuff like that. So we need to start paying attention, pay attention. But also for me, for you, for us to really influence the next generation in a positive way financially, we need to invest in financial literacy. Mm -hmm. right? So do a little bit less party and attend a, and attend a financial workshop, right? Attend a seminar and grab a friend with you. Yeah. You know what I mean? <laughs> so, yeah, there are a lot of practical things that we can do um, today to start doing better. And, you know, when I decided to, you know, get involved in the financial industry, uh, my main intent, my main purpose of even walking down this road was to get the financial education. And mm -hmm. I just fell in love with it. Yeah. You know, so. All right. We're getting close to the wrap up. I, I want to talk about uh, just some of the tips and tricks. You're in the space that the wealthy, people talk about what the wealthy do, right? Mm -hmm. why, why they're able to keep cycling it and growing it, even in a recession. In fact, uh, a, a lot of people may not realize that with COVID came poverty, but came an abundance of wealth. Yes, yes, yes. <laughs> For some people, True. True. 100%. All right. So so let's 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 talk some tips here for for some of the people watching about one on the financial well-being side. One or two things and then on the the, the wealth creation side that they can look at. Um could you rephrase that question for me? I want to yeah. be sure well, that I understand well, yeah. exactly. So if you, if you were to give somebody a tip or two yes. mm -hmm. about financial well-being first of all. What are two tips that you, you you would give them as a top of the list? Yeah. So top of the list, I would say um, work with a financial advisor. Yeah. Secure somebody that is knowledgeable about finances, somebody that you trust that you can you can work along with. So uh, conquer your fear because part of the reason why a lot of Jamaicans and black people and people in our culture is that there's this fear of it, and there's pride in some cases because you're going to know some banana money, or you're going to know some oh, this, or you're, you're going to embarrass me. <laughs> isn't, that, isn't that sometimes part of the thinking? Some people do think like that. And of course, I've had in, in some, in a few cases, to provide some reassurances. Mm -hmm. um, you know, but at the end of the day, uh, you know, I, I, <laughs> for those of us who work in the financial industry, we see ourselves as the professionals that we are. Mm -hmm. um, and so if if I am not well and if I want to be better, I'm going to seek out a health professional. Right. right? I go to the doctor and the doctor is going to ask me some very, 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 very intimate question. What did you eat? You know, what are some of your lifestyle habits? Right. Yeah. Uh, and stuff like that. So, it, I mean, it's OK. I want to say to persons on the call, it is OK. And, and I can I can I can guarantee you um your financial advisor would have sat with so many persons. They won't remember what the balance of your bank account is unless they go and actually check if you ask. Right? Mm -hmm. We we have so many clients, uh, so many people dealing with that. You know, when I sit with a client, it's all about assessing where they're at and how can I help you to get better. That's it. After yeah, that, yeah. I'm on to the next client. 
<laughs> so so there is no need to have that fear. Um, and, I, and I'd like to say as well, when you walk into a bank, you speak with a teller, um, that person doesn't know you. But also, because they don't know you, they don't, they're, not, they're not vested. Right. And so how can you guarantee that whatever they're recommending is in your best interest? Right. So, again, my number one tip is because uh, I don't want to send people off now to Google stuff and to think that they need to educate themselves to start the journey. Right. The best way to start is to leverage a financial professional, um, somebody that you can trust, somebody mm -hmm. that has credibility to help guide you in the process. Right. And tip, try and pay attention, be educated and be coachable. Mm -hmm. Okay. And then on the wealth side of stuff now, right? Because yes. there are some people who have some education and they take out, uh, you know, they get an insurance, as they would say. Uh, <laughs> but the wealth side of stuff is not happening because they, they're also not taking advantage of some opportunities and some tools and all of the rest out there. So again, we're going to get a couple of tips from you on that. You want to create wealth, two things. Two things. If yeah. you want to create wealth, um, you got to be financial, financially disciplined. You need to be um, saving, uh, you know, a, a significant portion. I would say 10% is the average ask of your income. And when I say saving, I, I'm very cautious with that word. Yeah. I don't mean keeping the money in your bosom, ladies. I don't mean putting the money beneath the mattress. I don't mean keeping it in your checking our savings account. I mean religiously you know a portion of your income should be going into an investment portfolio every month you want to create mm -hmm. wealth and you need to start that and you need to start it early many of us are already late right yeah. the longer you wait the more you're going to have to do to get to whatever goal or whatever target you have if you start sooner it can be way more manageable and way more enjoyable what i've seen in recent times is that every every time um, you know a get rich quick scheme pops up, yeah. people feel so desperate that they are willing to put everything on the line. Right. Uh, the outcome in many cases, and it happens time and time over again, and over again, yeah, have not been uh, has not been pleasant. So we don't want people to feel as though they need to be taking those levels of high levels of risk in order to get to where they want to go. I'm saying to you. You can do it. You need, first of all, work with a professional, somebody that is trustworthy, somebody that is credible, and be coachable in the process as well. Yeah. Right? If they tell you what you are needing to implement in order to get to your next uh, your next goal, uh, you know, be be willing to participate in that. And while you're at it, take somebody with you. And there you go. Maybe that's the note on which we end take somebody with you especially in our culture because yes. there are a ton of people who don't know they yes. will pretend that they know yes. uh, and you know what i said well, i don't you know they might, they might put on them best face but yes. them don't know <laughs> <laughs> that is so true right? that is so know, right yes. and you know there's a there's a little jamaican saying that in the in the land of the blind blind the one eye man is king Right, right, and that one eye man oftentimes take away the little money from the blind people because they're not smart enough and realize about imagine them. Listen, Dermian, this has been fantastic. Lots of great uh, tips, lots of great information. 
we appreciate that you took the time to come join us here and a time to reason on what to go on. Thanks for doing what you do uh, and, and blessings. Yeah? Blessings, man. Thank you so much for having me. And uh, thanks also to um, you know your esteemed viewers for the time. It was a pleasure to share. And again, um, my only ask is that you, know, you empower yourself through financial literacy and education. I believe that's the only way that you know uh, we're going to be taken seriously as immigrants, um, you know, as a as a black community, we need to start rebuilding our finances. Uh, we were there before, you know. We built the, the, the Great Pyramid in, in yep. Egypt. We understand the as you know legacy. You know, nobody would build a pyramid just for himself. You know, obviously it was for future uh, future uh, benefits. So we need to start doing that again. But again, while you're at it, take somebody with you. All right, and uh, it was a pleasure. All right, brother. Take care. Yeah, man. Respect. Nicola, I, I, I hope you get something from this one too. Yes, <laughs> yes, I got a lot. And and midday, I wonder why you never use the 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 proverb the way you just drop. Where you say one eye man, whatever takes it. And in, in the land of the blind, the one eye man is king. Is that a patwa thing? <laughs> oh, is that a patwa thing? <laughs> yeah. but, you know, but but it's true, right? It's true. Yeah. Uh, just recently, you know, I was talking to to somebody who was telling me about somebody who was saying. RRSPs are no good. And I was like, where did you get that from? Mm. Right? Uh, there is a ton of financial misinformation out there, which keeps people at certain levels, unfortunately. And that information then trickles itself down because I'm just thinking that if, if a parent is thinking that, yeah. you're going to say the same thing to their children, right? It's, you know, it's, it's like being rich was a bad thing, right? Because rich people are mean or rich people are ungodly. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And therefore, you just, you just hustle and you, you, leave, you live in this hustle mode. You know, the other thing that I know is also from a financial side is, is people understanding the value of insurance and the value of, of a will, for example, to manage their estate. Akilia tried to kill me, Donovan. But you know, when you're when you in a you community, bring up, you bring up a conversation like that, and I didn't yeah. want them there are something you want. Yes, yeah, and, try and kill me. Like, but no, right? And then the other piece that, that I think people, people miss is that the longer it takes for you to get educated is the, is the shorter window you have to, to achieve the benefits that you can through the financial system, whether you want to create wealth and live a certain quality of life, right? Yeah. And, and also give you a chance to not grudge the next man, because sometimes that's why so much bad mind about, right? <laughs> a man, a man see you live a certain way and him yep. never yep. Who as to how you do it. Definitely. And, and him bad mind you because you drive a decent vehicle because you're able to, you're in a financial position to where you live a certain place. 
Right. right? You remember there was a time, I don't know about you because you, you look younger, but <laughs> but you're there, Jamaica and, and Beverly Hills and Norbrook and Glendevon are up in the Iron Shore is seen a certain way. Mm -hmm. And somebody now aspire to the saying, like, why can't I choose to have a piece of real estate anywhere I want to? Yeah. Or, or travel because that is my desire. And somebody right. bad mind about it, right? Yep. Yep. So yeah. there, there, there's some cool things. And, you know, maybe my big takeaway, well, not maybe, my big takeaway from the conversation here with Dermian is, he said, bring somebody with you. Yes. Yes. Make somebody along. Yeah. Right? If you learn and hopefully through Wataguan, you're able to do that. Yeah. Right? Where others are benefiting from this information and can help them and somebody else, right, to get better. Because I tell you, you know, getting old and taking a lot of people don't realize and get old and they can't take care of themselves now. No, and you know, the next thing is, and I can only speak for Jamaicans because I'm Jamaican, we have this thing where we're so invested in when we have children that these are our pension. Yeah. And well, mine's already tell me that they're not going to take care of me. So I already know. Yeah. If when we get old, them not do it, me can't blame them because they did tell me from years back. So me have to ensure so me look for me one black boat before that night. So. And, and many, of, many of them move on, you know. Yep. Uh, I know time is going. I'll say this one and then I'll, I'll go. I was in I was in Jamaica in March and my, my dad had to be in the hospital. Mm -hmm. That is 90 years old for a body upon the show. Hear me talk about, you know, the old man all the time. Yeah. And first of all, especially in Jamaica, the hospitals are not uh, free. So anybody watching this, even though they're public hospitals and government run. Yeah. You go in there, you have to spend money for the, the, the different things. Yeah. It was absolutely sad when I was there and watched the amount of old people because most of the people in the hospitals, folks, are old folks. Mm -hmm. And they now have nobody. Right? I remember there was this man across from my dad and, and my father was saying, the man same have how many kids. Right. I'm visiting hours and nobody now there. <laughs> so all <laughs> this idea that he may, might have had, and I don't know anything about him or his background. Right. That his kids were his pension. Mm -hmm. The pension not pay nothing. <laughs> no, nothing. <laughs> right. The pension not pay nothing. No return not coming from that one. The, the other thing, too, is that this perception of pension, uh, if, if it actually pays out in real life, ain't much either. No. No. <laughs> right? You get, you get the pension and in some cases, I don't think the pension plan expected you to live so long. No, no, right? no, not only that, but in the case of Jamaica, like my mother-in-law, she's trying to sign out her NIS thing. Them tell her, so they can only find 13 years. So they had a 15 years where she worked. I don't um, know when they're missing. But, but even but, then, it's still 10, because when they get at the end of exactly. the month, trust me, you can buy one prescription, right? And if them buy the prescription, then... But I'm have to take with food. I'm not have no food. No, exactly. So, folks, hopefully you take something from the show. Yes. Right about your financial well-being, and it's not too late to start. So don't feel bad mm -hmm. about it. Get cracking, and like Dermian say, take somebody with you. With you, I love take that. Yeah. All right, I'll take off next week. Yeah, man. All right, cool. Have a good week. Good.
Okay, folks, so that was another interesting conversation we had. Thanks, Dermian, for coming on. And again, I hope you listened and I hope you learned something. And remember, Jamaican people say when I did not call it doppy, it's not too late. Uh, every little make a make a muckle. Sometimes we don't want to go to the bank with we $1 with $2. But go with your $1 or your $2, do some investment and see how that thing turns over. Because again, your children is not necessarily a pension. Oh, this is so fun. Thank you. Valuable information, Dermin. Thanks for sharing. Yeah, very good information. And I genuinely hope people were listening and taking in something. Adoma said she agrees with Dermian. We cannot speak about generational wealth and not know, knowledge, acknowledge the significant impact of slavery, colonization, and poverty on Black people. That was another key piece. So thanks, Kimon. Very informative. Yeah, it really was. But let us not hear and let it fall upon deaf ears. Like the parable when the man chewed the corn and it dropped in the day. You know, the stone and the piece of me, it choke or it not grow. Let it grow. So listen. And you can also reach out to us here and we can give you Don, um, Dermain's um, contact if you want him to be your financial person. Is uh, a little friend of mine. Really good, really understanding and know how the thing works. So please, people. And thanks so much, viewers. Again, I like when you communicate with me. I still don't see anybody talk about the phrase of the week though and it says maga ko abolo muma so what it is being really saying is that mighty men oh comes from humble beginning or as my mother-in-law said to me it don't matter how your mama look i left him maga and dry up dry up and your fat and rosy at the end of the day i hear mama okay so let us practice and use that throughout the week. Anywhere you can drop it, just drop it somewhere. So next week, we'll still continue the topic on men. And that will be our last topic featuring men issues. All right. Enough with the men. I'm kidding. But the topic is going to be what do our men need? So um, we will... You know, the saying that they said men are from Mars and women are from Venus is true. It's not a saying. On this episode, we will ask the questions from both sides to see what points of difference are and where does Mars and Venus see eye to eye. This should be a hot one, so you should really join us. You can now share your message with us on Wataguan. Share with us as we share our stories and our experiences. Advertise with us as we continue to grow. Contact us via wataguan.ca or, or our social media handles, which are YouTube, Facebook, Instagram, LinkedIn, and our website. You can connect with us via um, our email, and that is wataguancnd at gmail.com. And as always, remember, Guan is two A's. Remember to subscribe, like, follow, share, do all the things them um, on our different social media. So Facebook, Instagram, YouTube, and LinkedIn. Or you, if you go to the website, you'll see all of those looped in there. So share it like good food or bad food, whichever way, but share the thing and make the thing spread. So we've come to the end of another week of Watagwan. And your girl from Bongotona say, what good now?